Hello and welcome to Nerd vs. World, episode 86, Valerian, City of a Thousand Nerds. I'm Brendan. And I'm Spindles. And we are joined by... Rami. Hello, I'm just putting in. Yes, Rami's from our Wonky Gamer podcast, he's one of the co-hosts on that, and he's uh, been down staying with me for the weekend, so he's coming to stick his oar in here. Yes. No, we wouldn't have it any other way. Absolutely. So, as well as Rami's Ore, which you can look forward to later on, <laughs> um, we have got a review of Valerian City of a Thousand Planets, uh, a look back at Defenders miniseries, <laughs> the Game of Thrones gut-wrencher with Viserion the Dragon, um, I saw a show called Atypical on Netflix as well, and uh, yeah, whatever other bullshit we want to talk. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, where to begin? Well, I think Defenders, because okay. I kind of want to get that out of the way. Okay, well, <laughs> go on then, your, your, your initial go thoughts. On, uh... your... Okay, so my initial thoughts were um, that it was rather disappointing. Mm-hmm. It it grabbed me at the start, like the first few episodes were slow, but by the end of episode three, I was fully on board with it. That final fight sequence was, was awesome, and I was well up for it from that point. Um, and episode four, I thought, carried the story on nicely. But then 5 through 8, it all just fell apart. When Sigourney Weaver's character gets killed off with the Electra plot twist, and I was just, I was just uh, at that point, I was just, I got suddenly bored of the show. Because I, I was enjoying Alexandra. Oh. I was enjoying the subtlety around her character up to that point. Um, and then when it turns out that all the mystery of Daredevil Season 1 and Daredevil Season 2, and what was happening with the hand and that hole they were digging, was just to make five people live forever with special dragon bone juice. That that was just like a complete and utter waste of time for me. I thought it was so basic. Um I'd have liked to have seen them do something much more out there. Uh but yeah that that let me down. I thought Iron Fist was just fucking irritating. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're all very much in yeah. the uh, burn Danny Rand, kill him with yeah. fire. I got messaged on face on uh, Twitter saying, "Do you want me to watch Iron Fist before I watch Defenders?" And I was just like, "Only if you'd you like might to stab have... yourself in the eye." Yeah, I said. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think you might have to. And yeah. then in episode three, in episode three, Danny Rand gives his entire backstory in one sentence in a, in a chat with Luke Cage. And I was just like, <laughs> "No, you don't have to watch it. Just watch episode three. It explains everything." Um, in hindsight, I think that Luke Cage and Iron Fist would have worked better. As their own show, rather than, rather than individual yeah. spin-offs, if they'd just done Heroes for Hire, that would have been better. Um, I think they're. It looks like they're prepping the the ground for a Clean Wing and Misty Knight spin-off, because obviously she had her arm cut off. Yeah. So is Tony Stark going to be the one who gives her a new arm, like he is in the comics, or is it going to be any of the other people that we've seen so far mentioned in this particular? Part of the universe. I felt it was going to be Danny Rand who's going to pony up for a new arm. To be honest, because think... she's in the Danny Rand hospital and he has connections. So I it's think true. they're leaning heavily that way that he's going to give her a shiny arm. 
But there's also the guys who gave um, Diamondback his guns and stuff in Luke yeah. Cage. There's yeah, all the stuff. Corporation who we thought were going to make a bit more of an appearance and didn't. Yeah. The guys who um, went after Jessica Jones. Yeah, the ones yeah. with the combat yeah. drugs. Yeah, you know, they could be involved in there as well. Uh, to be honest, of all the characters, I thought Jessica Jones was the only one who really came through it. Not affected by the ensemble. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I thought more than anything, she was the audience POV. Just like yeah. when Sticks talking about the hand in the chase, and she just you can see her roll her eyes and go all these stupid fucking names. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then by by the end of the show, she's just like she's just fuck it, head down. We're just doing this yeah. straightforward. She she wants to get to the end of the plot as fuck much that. as I wanted to get to the end <laughs> yeah. of the show. No um, wonder I work alone. Jesus, it's like yeah. I'm so done with you, idiots. <laughs> But I thought I thought she was great. I mean, I thought Matt Murdock and Daredevil, his character wasn't too compromised. I liked yeah. how they dealt with the end of Daredevil season two. I liked the remorse about Elektra hanging up the stick and trying to rekindle his relationships with with Foggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, he, you really see how torn he is between wanting to be there for his friends and then wanting to be Daredevil and be there for the city, which I thought was nice. Luke Cage is a pretty straightforward character. I don't think we saw any development with him, really. Yeah. But I don't think he was damaged in any particular way. Um, but Iron Fist was was just pretty bad. Uh, yeah, he yeah, literally just wanted to murder him. Yeah. I'm gutted, because he could be such a good character. And so far, he just isn't. He's just awful. Which he's is got really two... disappointing. Yeah, he's, he's got two settings. He's either sort of like snarky... Or perpetually self-flagellating about, you know, mm. oh, I've lost Kun Lun. He's just like, a whiny little just, bitch for yeah. the entire thing. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, you tied me up. It's like, because you're about to go out and make things worse. You're an idiot. Up to peanuts. Yeah, and also, if you're going to have, like, a five-minute fight sequence and then just go, fuck it, light the fist and win in one punch, just do that at the start, yeah. surely. Yeah. You know? Like, it, it's a massive... Uh, plot issue, I think, for them to deal with is like his fist is so OP. Why doesn't he just use it? I, 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 so there's got to be some kind of metaphor there for uh, erectile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, Daddy, you can do Performance it. Performance anxiety. Oh, yeah. It's only growing I mean... a little. <laughs> needs needs a bit of a mystic blue pill. <laughs> His magic dragon bone juice is what he needs. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think it was terrible. I think I've definitely watched worse shows on Netflix. I just didn't think it was particularly good. No, indeed. No. I mean, you know, we, we, we tried watching it, admittedly, after probably too many beers too many the first beers, time yeah. we tried watching it, and it just ended up with us commentarying over the top of it without actually paying any attention yeah. whatsoever. But saying that, I don't feel like the first episode and a half, really, anything particularly of use or note happens. No, I think it just introduced you to the rather irritating thing of people having their own colour palettes. Yeah. It's yeah. like, look, look, this is a different colour now. Woohoo! But there were some really, really bizarre shot choices. Yeah. Like, so much of that show, the conversations, the talking head parts, were filmed from... Uh, an up perspective from looking up. Mm. Yeah. 
into the characters rather than over shoulders or, or from behind. And there's one scene in particular where Jessica Jones is walking home and the, the, they've chosen to put the entire shot upside down. Yeah. And I'm just like, that makes... I mean, I can understand why you would do that. Like, if you want to show confusion or uh, uncertainty about the character and the direction. But at that point in the show, there was literally no reason to <laughs> do this arty upside-down shot. I thought some of the choices there were a little bit suspect. It just feels like somebody's playing with filters on After Effects. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, Ooh, what did this button do? Oh, that's awesome, let's keep that. Yeah. I mean, I mean some, bit... some of the stuff is great, but... One bit that stood out for me with the colours was she was talking to Luke Cage and they kept switching between the two of them. And Luke was talking directly at a big bright yellow light and she was talking at a big blue light and it was just so weird and it just kind of out there. It's It's like... like That was overkill for me. Yeah, it's like, we get it. (laughs) They're four characters, they have their own personalities and you've got their own colour palettes for them, which you've saturated their shows with and now you've merged them together it's just not working quite as well mm, um, yeah. I, I even I thought the soundtrack wasn't great yeah, episode 1 I thought yeah. it was good but I thought the soundtrack kind of fell off the cliff a little bit as the show went on um, but yeah just like all the things that have made these shows good to great in their own rights when put together in this ensemble just fell a little way short of the I, I think it, it fell fairly flat in all honesty yeah. and it was you know it didn't have the kind of visceral quality of the other shows I mean there were a couple of the shocking moments with like the arm and yeah, uh, but... a couple of people you know being beaten to a pulp and stuff like that but it it didn't have that kind of raw visceral feel no. that the previous Daredevil it, and Jessica Jones had. Just didn't feel edgy, did it? Just it? kind of yeah, it kind of feels like kind of Luke Cage and Iron Fist have kind of tempered it all down a bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, bit of a shame all round. So yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Un- underwhelming. I think is the right word. Yeah. Uh, I mean, still, you know, it was it was well made and it was interesting and it moved things onwards. Uh, I, I'm very very glad that they didn't stick with Killing Daredevil because I would have just turned oh, off and yeah. that would have been it for me. Yeah. Yeah. If if, um, if they'd sacrificed one been. character and it was Daredevil rather than Danny Rand, that's Such it. I'm like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would just quickly like to mention the fact that one thing I really did like about it was some of the script writing was really really good, um, and I loved the whole. And again, it's probably the musicologist in me, but when Alexandra is watching her private performance mm-hmm. and she's talking about. Brahms mm-hmm. and how he's and all that. Yeah, I, I loved that it was. It was really subtly implied that it wasn't just her having learnt that on, along the way, but probably a direct conversation with Brahms himself. Mm. And you get the idea yeah. of agelessness. And then in the next episode, she makes the slip up of Constantinople, mm. which is having the food. And um, yeah, at that point, it's like, okay, yeah, she's she's obviously ageless. Um, What's what's the crack? And that was really intriguing. I, was, I loved how they were doing that as a slow build, and then they just got the hand together. Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, well, it's going to be backstabby and subterfuge within that little group, which makes no sense narratively from no. everything they've been working towards so far through the other shows to this point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It felt like they ran out of ideas. It, well, it really did. The fact the big hole, all it's for is to keep a bunch of dragon bones that prolong life yeah. indefinitely. And why destroy New York? 
what just because we're a bit evil you've got all your dragon bones oh well we've got the dragon bones does get kind of boring being immortal let's just destroy new york while we're at it yeah just why we've we've done it before with pompeii it's like oh okay so that's what happened there Um, really yeah nonsense because raw bad guys yeah Yeah. bad guys (laughs) which which again flies in the face of everything this show has given us so far like king 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 yeah previously given us sympathetic Bad guys, yeah. In, yeah. You know, in in uh, Kilgrave, Kingpin, in Kilgrave. Kilgrave, awesome yeah. bad guy. And they were great. And yet, in in this, I think they they started down that route with Sigourney Weaver's character, and then just yeah, murderized her. Yeah, I mean, part of me is thinking, did they have the first four episodes written and in the can before Luke, before Iron Fist went out? And then in the reaction to Iron Fist, have they gone, oh shit, we can't do 13 episodes of this now. Let's just cut our losses, switch <laughs> to an eight-episode miniseries and do what we can with it. Um, I don't know. But yeah, Alexandra was in the vein of a sympathetic villain, like Cottonmouth was hmm. Yeah. in Luke Cage. And then they killed Cottonmouth off. And then yeah. Diamondback was just terrible by... He was just a yeah. two-dimensional villain. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. I think we've probably agreed on that then. Very, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I, I would still say if anybody is what is liking the Marvel series and everything, it's then worth it's, watching. It's worth watching. If only yeah. for more Jessica Jones to be. Yeah, honest. indeed. I, I think you know she was the standout she in was that series. You know, awesome. she had the best lines, the best moments yeah. in the show. So yeah, yeah definitely. Cool. Um, if you agree with us or disagree with us, be sure to let us know on Twitter. I'm sure you will. <laughs> Um, quickly then, another Netflix show which is worth a watch is a show called Atypical, which I saw last week. Um, it's basically an American situation comedy, rite of passage show, where the principal character is autistic. Um, I've had some experience with autism, so I can kind of relate to a little bit of things that I've seen from other people in the show. Um, but it's obviously they've gone with a functioning autistic person because there's better comedy in that and better TV in that. It's not fully far end of the spectrum type of stuff. Um, I don't know enough to comment on whether it was particularly well represented. Uh, The show certainly had some funny moments, but it did feel towards the end like it was devolving more into a general generic comedy rather than anything focused around this particular premise. Um, and short of a couple of scenes in the first and last episode of the run, there's very little in this which was specific to autism, and it could have been any sort of situational comedy out there. I thought Amy Akuda was brilliant as uh, the counsellor and therapist of the sufferer, um, but overall, don't expect it to be particularly hot on the subject it's dealing with, but it's a reasonable laugh. If it's just for comedy, okay, cool, fair enough. It's all right. Just while while we're on other shows, then uh, I've been watching The Mist, okay, which is the the TV adaptation of the Stephen King books, uh, and it's um, oh, I can't remember a name from Vikings. The oh, 
the woman what, from Vikings. What, Lagatha. Lagatha. Oh, no, awesome. Catherine Winnick. Yeah, that's her. So she's the main character in it. Oh, um, amazing. Wicked. I'll watch that then. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's quite an interesting show. Yeah, Need basically, the, the first episode is just introducing you to the characters and then mist descends on the town and people start dying. Uh, and oh, okay. still trying to figure out what's going on. Is it on Netflix or? Um, no, it's not on Netflix. This one, it, it's on a TV channel. I can't even remember what network it's on. It's one that I'm getting weekly at the moment, but I'll, I'll find out and let you know, sir. Right. Awesome, because uh, Catherine Winnick was my pick for Captain Marvel. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. She would have been a great. That would Captain have been Marvel. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's quite a good show. Some interesting characters in it. Some basically, it, it's hoovered up a few cast members from various sci-fi shows that have been cancelled like Continuum and stuff like oh, that so uh, it's got an interesting cast <laughs> on it and yeah it, it, it's it's an intriguing show it's quite graphic in parts and the basically are, there are several sections of the community that are isolated in little pockets by the mist happening because if you go outside of the mist bad things happen yeah um, and basically there's a bunch of them in the church and they're kind of like going gradually a bit batshit and they're, they're, it's quite interesting to watch how the different groups are, uh, are dealing with the kind of isolation and everything so it's a, it's a bit like Under the Dome in that way oh right okay. um, which obviously that was also based I on enjoyed Stephen, that was also based on Stephen King yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed so, that it, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's quite a good show it keeps you, keeps you guessing and it's a, a, a bit uh, bit you know, nasty Stephen King weirdness and it's, yeah, it's quite cool awesome um I'm wondering whether we keep Game of Thrones for the last thing. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty yeah. large, wasn't it? The episode. Cool. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, then I'll balance out the "Oh my God, what the fuck" factor of that chat with uh, my review of Valerian. Then, <laughs> because whilst Game of Thrones was awesome, Valerian was decidedly not. It was utter shite. I've never, I've never wanted to walk out of a movie so much in my life. Um, it got to a point where I was just like, "Oh, this seems to be wrapping up." You know what? That's cool. I think I've just about enjoyed this. I looked at my watch and I knew I had forty minutes left to go. And I was just like, "Oh, fuck me, dead! I've got to sit here for forty minutes and deal with Cara Delevingne and her fucking eyebrows ponting around the star." Like, I knew it would be bad. I knew before I drove fucking 10 miles to Rubri to go and see it that it was probably going to be bad. But I thought it'd be one of those so bad it's good films. Like, you know, how if we're being honest with ourselves, Krull is kind of a bad movie. Oh, God. But it's, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, but it's super but enjoyable. It's awesome. yeah. I thought it'd be like that. Um, but it wasn't. It was just a, a bad, bad film. What a good, bad film. Um, I mean, it looks fucking fantastic. You can't fault that. Like, the art style, the direction, like, the actual feel of it, the lived in, the lived-inness of the, the universe is really, really good. But the story is pretty weak. The acting is fucking awful uh the characters are two-dimensional it's set piece after set piece for no rhyme or reason it's just uh utterly disposable and i'm and i know like deep in my heart i know that in 10 to 15 years 
people are going to be dragging this film up and hailing it as one of those cult classics. Sort of like, <laughs> do you remember this from 15 years ago? Isn't it awesome? Like people were about The Fifth Element. Yeah. Um, but that is a good and film. That is awesome. The Fifth Element is. I love The Fifth Element. Yeah. But it, like The Fifth Element, people caught on to that mostly a long way after it was released and they got back to it. Um, this is still going to get the callbacks, I think, in like 10 years' time, but it's just not good. I would never watch this film again. Like, I would be, yeah, I'd be happy if I never saw a steal from this movie again in my life. Because there were some really, really good concepts in it that are just utterly let down by the fact that they've gone for style over any kind of substance. Um, well, I happen to know uh, that we have a slightly differing viewpoint here because he's seen yeah, it. Yeah, well. I've seen it as well. Oh, I, wow, okay. I, I quite liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but for that whole it's so bad it's good thing like because I, I just love a really cheesy kind of space opera and, and I was up until the point and then like when I thought it was over and then it went on for another 40 goddamn minutes the only bit that really disappointed me was the shoehorning in of Ariana Grande uh, is yeah. it? no it was, Rih- it was oh, Rihanna Rihanna I mean yeah Rihanna. Rihanna just totally shoehorned in absolutely no need because that girl just... cannot act. Oh, it was awful. And without that, I, I really enjoyed the rest of it. Like The aliens were completely out there, completely outlandish. Like, yeah. Visually mental. Yeah. And, uh, but there was just nothing to it. It's Oh, so completely substanceless, the whole yeah. movie. But and I watched it in 3D as well. Oh, that's the only show I could that's find. That's where you went wrong. <laughs> but yeah... No, it was just so bad. And I like the forced romance between the leading couple. Yeah. I just didn't it get was... it. It's like this this guy just keeps pestering you to marry him and eventually you say yes. It's like <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Why? You've just been gaslit. You've been gaslit for the last two hours by this dude. <laughs> no. Yeah. It was Yeah, utterly, utterly awful. I mean it's not Prometheus levels of bad. I mean that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole other that's, level yeah. of bad. Um, it's up there on the like if I was drunk I might watch it, but I would never <laughs> willingly whilst sober sit through that film again. When it comes out on DVD, I'll get ca- I'll get a copy of it. I'll invite yeah. you round and we'll get really drunk and then watch it and record our reaction to it live. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that okay, will be fine. Yeah, <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. I so um, wish we'd recorded that Defenders session. Oh, on, the first episode <laughs> and a half. Oh, well, got yeah, we got to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go for a four and a half out of ten for Valerian. Okay. <laughs> I, I'd give it a seven out of ten because I enjoyed it. <laughs> But yeah, if you saw my Twitter rant about it, or my Facebook, my Facebook rant about it, it's like, yeah, it's living proof that the only thing that happens when you polish a turd is you have a shiny Shiny turd. turd. And my friend was like, actually, you have a smear. I was like, that's right. Yeah, Valerian is the equivalent of a smear of shit. (laughs) No, I can see why you would think that, and I can agree with that. Uh, there's a very sad part of me that that enjoys that kind of nonsense. Don't get me wrong, I'm I'm with you on that for the most part. Like, I think if it had been shorter, yeah, it would have been one of those films. Where I go, 
It should have yeah, been you know punchier. What? That was, yeah, that was, that was an hour and a half of space opera that was ridiculous, but you know, yeah. I enjoyed it. But they dragged it out yeah. and tried to make it serious and tried to make it mean something. And they shouldn't and, have. Like, they were because re- they were really hammering that whole tech versus ecology oh, argument throughout it, no and like like if you're going to be a serious film, get rid of the fucking stupid aliens, tone yeah. it down, give it some proper narrative rather than a visual narrative. Yeah, uh, and I would sit and watch that for two and a half hours. But if you're crowbarring that in to give this film a point. Then you're missing the point of space opera. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it tried to do too many things and didn't do them well enough. Yeah. I think, which I think has been a common theme a lot this year. Yeah. Like yeah. Atomic, Atomic Blonde was the same. You know, it tried to do spy Ooh. drama and action film. Did one really well. Did the other part really badly. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think there's been a lot of films that are, that are being kind of touted as franchise starters and they're all kind of failing Yeah, because I think what they're doing is, is they're going hey look if you watch this then the next couple of films are going to be pretty good and people are yeah. going well why can't you just make this one good good in the first <laughs> place yeah it's like like the new mummy film Yeah, that's a franchise starter for a universal monsters universe indeed you know and it's just like well actually that's only ever going to happen if the film that kicks it off is good yeah. And if it isn't good, your universe is flawed from the start. Because every critic who goes to watch the next film in that universe mm. is going to have that one in their mind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Was The Mummy not good then? Because I missed that. Uh, I, I, I missed that, but I did not hear a good thing about it no, from anyone. I didn't. Which is a shame. So, so it wasn't on my list. There are a few on my list which we'll be reviewing on the next episode of the Nerd vs. World podcast, which will be. Um, Hitman's Bodyguard and Logan Lucky. I'll watch those the next week. Cool. Yeah. And maybe the Dark Tower. I'll I've be heard really bad the things Dark about Tower. that. I, yeah. I, I'm a massive fan of the book series and I've, I've read a bunch of the graphic novels. Really love it. So I'm going to be massively disappointed, I think, when I go and see it. Okay. Well, I'd want to know your opinion because I, I haven't read the books at all. So I'm going in purely from. A film watcher's point of view, um, but I haven't heard good things. Yeah, well, I, I, I've still got high hopes because I love the concept of the Dark yeah. Tower. So yeah. I'm just gonna wait and and hold back judgment, no matter what I've heard. <laughs> cool. Right, that's that buried. Um, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Can, Holy I, shit. can I just be the first one to say, called it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely smashed it out of the park <laughs> with that. Uh, Literally got it perfect yeah. of what yeah. was going to happen. No perfect. We called that a while, didn't we? It was the last episode. At the, at yeah. the end of it, I went, "Well, this is going to happen." <laughs> yeah, and lo and behold, it did. Yep, and oh my god! So that was. That was a great episode. I thought Tormund was going to buy it as well. Like, but yeah, well, I, I was bricking it. I thought we'd absolutely devastated. Like, oh, it's like, no, not him. But then yeah. the Hound, the unlikely saviour. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, th- th- I mean, the Hound and uh, Tormund have got this bromance going on now. Yeah, totally awesome. Both, both kissed by fire. I like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, some nice touches. And a throwback to a lot of earlier stuff as well, like um, uh, Best is Walking. Better is uh, walking is good. Yeah. Better is fighting. fighting. Best is fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And then, because I think, is it Egret? He mm. calls him out and it goes, you never fucked a bear. <laughs> and then obviously we get a zombie polar bear turn up. And yeah. Fuck shit up. And poor awesome. Thoros of Mir yeah, bought it. Of he wasn't done. the he, he wasn't the top pick in the Deadpool. Because no. I have a Game of Thrones Deadpool on Twitter. Oh, right. Well. People vote out of four choices. And I, I put up uh, Tormund, Thoros, Beric, and Littlefinger. And uh, Littlefinger was the unanimous favourite. Um, no. But he didn't get it. No. I I reckon reckon he's going to keep going to the end. He's, he's going annoying. next episode. You reckon he's, he's yeah. going season finale? Little thing yeah. he's going to buy it. He's going next episode, yeah. I think. And I think I is going to do it. I think I is going to shiv him. I think Sans is going to give I the order. Okay. Oh, that'd be good. I'd like you've to mentioned see it that. in the past yeah. about how like they're going to see through Littlefinger's lies. Mm. I think Branch is going to turn around and say, Catspaw. Do you want to know the history of this blade? Yeah. Littlefinger held it to our father's throat when he betrayed the Starks. And then Santa's going to go, fuck this guy then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome to see, actually. I think, I think, I'd love to yeah, see. Yeah, I think Arya will do it at Sansa's command. And I think that will be sort of this moment between the two of them yeah. where Arya will finally get the respect that she's been lacking for Sansa because she'll make this hard decision. And then yeah. Sansa will just be like, what you did was I couldn't do. Yeah, yeah, a bit of mutual. Yeah. But I think we'll see that. But that's next episode. And Littlefinger, yeah. I've done the poll again, and Littlefinger is way ahead on the poll. <laughs> like, and T- Tormund has no votes. No one's voted for Tormund. Oh, He's going to live. <laughs> yay! But um, Tormund's excellent, though. Such a good character. He's great. And, like, the guy who plays him is an absolute beast as well. <laughs> like, they were doing the behind the scenes stuff. Because they shot most of that. In Iceland, wow. and then they concreted over a quarry in Belfast and painted it to match to do some of the up close stuff. Yeah, like so much stuff goes into the show; it's insane. Oh, amazing. But yeah. But what were your thoughts, dude? Um, I uh, so a, a lot of it went the way I thought it was going to go, but uh, I think it's just another in a long line of Jon Snow making ridiculous decisions and getting lots of people killed. It's so bad at this. He really is awful. He really does suck at it. He's like, hey guys, let's go and do this thing. And everyone's like, okay, fair enough. And then they go and do it, and then loads of them die. But it was Tyrion's idea. Uh, Supposedly, yeah. But it was was Jon who's the one going, oh, I'll have to go and do it, obviously. Yeah, why? Why not? And why not go with a bigger force? Or just wait somewhere? Night's Watch Red Shirts just to cark it, and then... uh, they could have planned it all so much better. It was the Dirty Dozen, wasn't it? Yeah. It was yeah. the seven, Magnificent Seven and the Five Lackeys. Yeah. yeah. The, the point was is that is they didn't really need to go that far. I mean, they, they could have just hung around in, in uh, yeah. the Castle Black just waiting for someone to cark it and they'd turn into a White Walker and take them with them. Yeah. There was no point to do a massive expedition to the other side <laughs> of the wall. That's actually true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And because of that, it's cost them loads. Um, yes, but, the unnecessary yeah. death of Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was. Total oh, I think nonsense. he was going. He well, he was going to go anyway. I think at some point. Yeah, but so, he didn't just have to pointlessly die because he's. It's shown that he's able to put more than one person on his horse mm. and ride away because he did it with Bran and, um, and Mira. Mira was it? Yeah. 
and he's managed to ride with two people on his horse. But John, I was like, nah, couldn't possibly ride with you. You are too much of an idiot, and I'd rather die than it rub off on me, <laughs> to be honest. It could just be that, like, when Benjamin rescued Bran and Mira, he was more human than White Walker and knew that he, he could still go on, but at this point he knows that he's close to being more White Walker than human and he'd rather die whilst he still can remember who he is than become one of them forever. Yeah, There are ways around it. I, I think he just didn't want John stupid rubbing off on him, to be honest. <laughs> yes. He thought he thought stupid was contagious. Yeah. It's fair enough. Um, like, become a zombie, become stupid. Um... And I love how the way now time is completely broken on Westeros. Oh yeah, just total nonsense, all of it. Yeah. Now, yeah, like time, like it takes them ages to walk out there and, and get to the mountain. And, and then Kendrick like, and Rob, oh, Kendrick, you just minutes. leg it back in well two minutes. Send a raven in, like you know, another ten minutes, and then we'll get help and we'll be fine on this island in. Half an hour? With precise directions of how to get to a rock in the arse end of nowhere to someone who's never ever been <laughs> north of the wall in her life. Yeah, brilliant. Well, on a dragon. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, we could sit and pick this apart <laughs> forever if you wanted to. Um, but uh, they, the... they were out there for a couple of days. It does show nightfall a couple of times and sunrise. We know that time has passed. But yeah, yeah this is like... Nonsense. On night, the level night, of night is Barrett, and then Gendry runs it back in five minutes. Yeah, yeah. This is on the level of is Varys and Merman with super <laughs> swimming speed. Hell yeah! Yeah, I'd watch yeah. that. <laughs> Varys is Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were they were casting and said, "Get that guy from Game of Thrones to play Aquaman," <laughs> and they cast Varys instead. So yeah, yeah. Time's gone to shit. Yeah. Either that or, or the okay. White Walkers really don't know how to use a compass. <laughs> They're all just standing around as well. <laughs> I, I loved, I loved when the hound threw the rock and it just fell short and hit the hit the ice and didn't go through. It was like, oh right. fuck! Oh, we can walk across this now. Yeah. Really? What? It's been half an hour since Gendry left. Surely it's fine to walk across now. <laughs> uh, Gendry never made it that far. Gendry left before. Yeah, before no, I'm part. just. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, but it's 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 a fantasy like there's there's dragons and everything so let's give time a break shall we yeah exactly <laughs> but it's weird because the other series time has been such a big deal and such a factor in it and mm. they've made such they, a big they've deal made such a big deal out of, of how long it's how taken far to travel are and how long it takes to go and now they're just and now going, they've like yeah, okay, that's, let's get to the end of the show. No one cares. Come on, <laughs> let's just get to the plot. Come on. Yeah, I think it's it's a necessity given the shortening of the season. Yeah, um, I think so. But you know, in a lot of ways, I think that that's uh, it's a bit of a cop out because they didn't need to. Yeah, they could have done two full seasons. Yeah, but and I, I don't see why they've had to shorten it down. It's not like you know it's waning in popularity or oh but we don't have any plot left <laughs> so timey-wimey yeah I, ju- I just think that they've kind of taken the brakes off and they're just like sprinting to the finish now yeah rather than 
spending the time bringing things to a satisfying conclusion within the constraints of the world they've constructed. Yeah. That's fair. That's a fair analysis and a fair criticism. Um, yeah. I don't think it's ruining any of the enjoyment for me. Oh, this, no, it's but, not. No. Indeed, it's not ruining away it. from the episode, it's just... going, holy shit, that was amazing. Wow. Yeah. But, then, yeah, it, it, but it is unlike, obvious. Unlike previously, then I kind of sit down and think about, you know, are our rivers that steep in uh, in Westeros? You know, you can be tromping through, paddling at the edges, and then all of a sudden, no, ah, it's so deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what are our predictions for the finale? What do we think is going to happen? Well, clearly they're on their way to King's Landing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think we're going to see everyone in King's Landing and something unexpected is going to happen and I'm not sure what. Then I also think we're going to see the wall come down with the dragon. Yeah. I think we're going to see Arya kill Littlefinger. Mm. I think we're going to see the end of that particular that character awesome. and that plot line. I think we're going to see a unified Stark for the first Stark family for the first time since season one, episode one. Yeah. Um, I think the wall's going to come down. Definitely, the wall's uh, coming down at the end of the episode, um, no matter what. Nothing's been nothing's been mentioned of the horn. I don't uh, think it's going to be the horn that brings it down. I think it's just going to be the dragon. Yeah, I think the dragon's literally yeah. just going to yeah. unbelt the whole thing. I, I yeah. totally wanted them to the Night King just to rock out the horn and go, yeah, I had this all along, actually. Yeah. Down it comes. But no, um, now there's a dragon. They don't need the horn. Unless they get the dragon to blow the horn. That I'd watch. <laughs> That'd be nice, overkill. Nice, I don't have any lips. <laughs> I, I know. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Shall I just burn it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it starts decaying and it's like blowing teeth into it <laughs> um, yeah but what um, if he breathes ice rather than fire he's like no you're making the wall worse now it's thicker oh shit yeah he's, he's an ice dragon yeah, he's going <laughs> oh, no, to reinforce the wall <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the night and like, king's like damn you curses <laughs> Well, or even that, you know, and then he turns around, makes a nice little gentle slope for the wall <laughs> yeah. to walk up. <laughs> it's just As for Dragon Pit, I think, I think at the meeting, because this is the first time Cersei's going to see Jon Snow. Yeah. First time Cersei's going to meet Daenerys. Mm. Yeah. Um, first time that we see the Hound and the Mountain back together. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, because the hand's yeah. off with them as well, isn't he? Yeah. And Beric Dondarrion's um, still kicking about. Yeah. I think we'll see the end of Jamie and Cersei. Mm, I don't think so. I think that's going to come next yeah. season. That's all going to break down finally, I think. What she does at this meeting I think is going yeah. to cause the rift yeah. between Jamie and Cersei. I think Cersei. that's going to finally be... Because at the moment, doing... he's still got nothing but love in his eyes mm. for her. He's still completely blinkered, and until okay, she yeah. does something completely heinous at this meeting, in some ways I half expect her to to win and literally kill kill all the rest of them. She's won, and she's like, yeah, and then she's Jamie's like, Jamie's, but you, what about these White Walkers? How are we going to deal with these now? Plus, we've yeah. got a couple of dragons rampaging around, just destroying everything because they're a little upset. Their mum's dead. Oh no! Yeah. And then the next six episodes will just be the White Walkers 
sweeping down from the north, killing everyone. So Cersei yeah. wins and everyone loses. That would be amazing. I mean, I, th- I think Jamie is going to kill Cersei, but that will be season eight. See, I don't think so. I, 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 I have a suspicion that she's going to die in childbirth. Yeah. Because she's pregnant that... again. And yeah. It's technically little brother, because they keep saying that little brother's going to kill her in her prophecy. So I oh, and she can only and she can only have three children. That prophecy as well, can't she? Yeah, exactly. So that I think it. that she's going to die in childbirth. Yeah. Okay. So as I say, yeah, next episode she kills them all. Thinks she's won. White Walkers. Yeah. Six episodes no. of chaos. Kill everyone. That that Westeros be, loses. Be, That'd that, be ridiculous. It'd be really brave, but no one would do it. I'd love to like, see it. Because we saw in the trailer, like you see the um, the Unsullied and the Dothraki Horde outside yeah. King's Landing in the trailer. Yeah. It's like, they're there. They're there. Um, so Cersei knows that if she tries anything, it's they can take that city that day, no matter what the cost. So I don't think she will. I think I think she will play nice in public. But then in private, when it's just the Lannisters, then she'll reveal her plan. Oh, and yeah. I think Jamie is now, he, yeah, he's still in love with Cersei. But I think he's he's on Team Danny. I think seeing the White, seeing the damage of the dragon, I think all yeah. that will, because he's he's still an honourable man. Oh. Yeah, he is. So I I think he will be Team Danny. Team, let's deal with the the threat from the, the North. Actual threat. And I think when Cersei shows her true colours to him, he's going to be like, I'm, I'm done, I can't yeah. keep defending you. So I think maybe yeah. the, the alliance will be forged and then they'll go off and you'll get a couple of episodes next season of fighting the White Walkers. Then after that's dealt with, then it'll be the final well, resolution of who's getting on the throne. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well those are our predictions. Yeah. So you'll see... See how far short of the mark we land. <laughs> I'll, I'll laugh my ass off so much if Cersei just butchers the lot of them. And it's like, oh, yeah. I've okay. won, but then White Walkers. That's, for the rest that's of very the much, season. That's, that's very much the outside one. bet. Yeah. That's the yeah. right outside bet. But... Prediction for the finale. Cersei murders everyone. Yeah. <laughs> You'd get some decent odds, I think. <laughs> right. That's that's that. So um, next, it's Rami. Oh, you are yeah. officially. This is the second time you've been on the show because you were yeah. on, on our never to be released sci-fi weekender panel. That's right. Um, so, as is tradition when we have a guest on the show, yeah. we like to ask you to give us your five must-see films. They don't have to be classics. They don't have to be like blockbusters, just yeah. five films that you would recommend in a heartbeat that someone checks out. Right, okay. Well, one of them, no particular order because I nah, really orders, no, don't worry about the order. You, order. Yeah, yeah. No order. <laughs> um, but uh, one I, I, I always love is Stardust. Mm, yeah. Uh, I, it's just such a a good, fun-filled movie. It, it's got a little bit of everything. It's Princess Bride, the next generation. Yeah, and, and Princess Bride I'd be tempted to put down as well, just because, again, that's an amazing movie. 
Um, I think that's a first entry for Stardust on the list. I think it is, yeah. Really? The first yeah. entry yeah. for Stardust? I'm kind of surprised by that. That's a really good shout as well. Um, what others that I'd say you have to watch? Um, Don't think too hard, Rami. Oh, but it's, it's such a <laughs> such a responsibility, actually. Yeah, having uh, sat with this man, trying to decide what food to eat. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> super indecisive. It's, it is definitely my superpower. Just how indecisive I am. Uh, one from this year, actually, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. It's literally that good a movie. It's just outstanding. That I tend I tend to revise a lot of my ratings for films. Like yeah. I'll give them on the show, and then like within a week, I'm like, oh, I should have given it that, or should have given it that. Yeah. Spider-Man's one of the few that have gone up. Yeah, just yeah, like that was that a great days. film. Yeah. Um, and can I say the the Guardians of the Galaxy together, like both one and two, because I love them both, and I'm kind of hard picked to choose between them. No, no, you I can't. You're making one. a decision. <laughs> pick one. Oh, you've got to use up two slots. Oh, using up two slots is easier because <laughs> then I'll have less decisions to make. So yeah, I, I'll I'll use two slots with that. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and you so, would go for the easy way out. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> so that's four. That's four. That's four. Um, I'm going to actually go with uh, uh, an older one, June. June. Just because June has always had a, a very warm place in my heart. And Lynch, Carl McLaughlin for the win. And though it's the movie isn't perfect by any means, uh, for me that is the visual style of it is how yeah. I've always viewed the books in my mind when I've read through them all. And I, I think he, he really did capture the visual style of the universe. Uh, more so than anything that's come since. Um, those things like the miniseries maybe got closer to the actual tale. Um, it didn't look right. Yeah, I never watched the miniseries. Was that good? I, I enjoyed it, yeah. But I, again, I'm a massive Dune fan. It was a bit closer to um, the books. And it did cover, of course, Dune Messiah and Children of Dune as well. Uh, in the miniseries, which is really good because that that initial trilogy is just amazing. He loses his way a bit after the trilogy, but the the trilogy just outstanding. If you've not read them, do because they're amazing. So yeah, okay. that'd be my fifth. Okay, so we got Stardust, Spider Man: Homecoming, Guardians One and Two, <coughs> Cop Out. <laughs> Uh, yes, and total. June. No, Cop Out's a rubbish movie. Uh, <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> thing is, like, if you think about it too long, you'll change your mind well, on some of those. Well, if I, if I had to pick another instead of one of the Guardians, I'd say the, the Fifth Element, because I've always loved the Fifth Element. And that, again, it's one I could happily watch time and time again. Um What's really weird is when you, we found out when we did our list, when you start down a particular direction genre-wise with the films you put in, you get stuck in you, it. You get stuck in that genre because yeah. I did. Like, I think Alien was number one, and then I went Empire Records. Then I went 
Heathers, <laughs> and I went Reality Bites. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Kept going into that sort of uh, yeah Gen X sort of movie vibe. Yeah, yeah. Good, worthy additions to the list. Thank awesome. you, Rami. Thank you, sir. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Cool. So I guess all that remains is just the the, the reactions to the rumored new Who companion. Oh Jesus! Oh, oh God! Yeah. yeah. Um. So <laughs> it's <laughs> it's Bradley Walsh. <laughs> yeah. From the fucking chase. I've got, I, I, know. I think he's fantastic. I think he's great. I think chase. he'll be great. For he us. was he was awesome in Law and Order UK, which I would admit I've not seen. Um, is that confirmed? I know it was a rumor. It's, it's, has I, it actually... I don't think it's actually confirmed, but I mean, you know, the, people like the Telegraph are reporting it as news and saying that you know it's it, it, his agent has confirmed it and stuff, but the BBC have made no announcement. Yeah, but they also reported that Chris Marshall was cast as the new Doctor as news as well. Yeah, indeed. So, so fingers uh, crossed. So we don't know. <laughs> we don't well, know. You know what? I'm kind of sold on the idea. I think it's awesome. It would be interesting having someone uh, a slightly older companion because there hasn't been mm. one for a while. So, and what we were talking about is the idea of of the new companion being Bradley Walsh. <laughs> yeah, actually, Bradley Walsh. <laughs> Well, not a character. Not a character. Not a character. He's yeah, playing himself, literally. Himself the Doctor turns up while he's filming an episode we get a, of the a chase. Proper fourth wall break. Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I'm totally down with that. That would be brilliant. Because you know they turned up in EastEnders. They did a, a Doctor Who EastEnders crossover. So you know what? Why not? <laughs> why not? Be awesome. I think stepping back from the immediate shock value of the name. Um, <laughs> There has been form for comedians coming in to uh, Doctor Who hmm? and yeah. doing really, really well. Oh, yeah, look at Most Lucas. recent of which was... Yeah, Matt Lucas was awesome. Yeah. Um, Catherine Tate. Yeah. The reaction to Catherine Tate as the companion uh, before she filmed the companion, uh, that was much the same as what I'm seeing in response to Bradley Walsh. Yeah, so, definitely. You know, um, yeah. And look at John Pertwee. Mm. He was a comedian before he was the Doctor, so... Yeah. yeah. Well, there's, been, there's been a lot of comedians turn up in it over the years, and all of them have done a cracking job. Because I think yeah. the most important thing about being a comedian is the sense of timing. And yeah. <laughs> so that does bring something really, really good to a role. Especially yeah. when, you, when you're using that for dramatic purposes rather than just for, for comedic purposes. I think yeah. the understanding of, of, of and the importance of timing, I think, really, really helps in selling a character. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, it's like we always say. Anyway, like you can't really judge how it's going to be until you've seen the first episode. Yeah, oh, anyway. you never know what no, it's... it's going to be. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it depends very heavily as well on the writers because mm. I, I love Peter Capaldi as the Doctor, but until this last season, yeah. I didn't feel he had a, a fair crack of the whip at all, mm. which was such I... a shame. Because I, yeah. I loved him as the Doctor. The, the, the last season of Capaldi was the best season by far. Yeah. Um, because Moffat stopped caring so much about the future seasons and he just wrote one damn story for a change. Yeah. Rather than pl- plodding ahead. Um, but I think that's the good thing as well. Is like Chris Chibnall has history with Bradley Walsh. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think the writer is getting together actors that he's worked with in the past, that he's... Mm. That, that understand how he writes characters and that he knows he can trust. And yeah. I think ultimately that's got to be 
because nothing but good news. Absolutely, yeah. I think so. And mm-hmm. you know, understanding the capabilities of a performer going in and kind of sidestepping that getting to know you process yeah. of yeah. just being able to know what their strengths are immediately and play to them, I think is, is perfect. Brilliant. Yeah, and also there have been large portions of the Who fandom that have been crying out for change for years. Mm. So, you know, yeah. we finally got it. <laughs> so there you are. We've, we've got the change you've wanted. Yeah. Fucking deal with it. Stop yeah. whining so much. But, uh, but yeah, I do see that it's fucking hilarious casting. Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> it made me go, what the fuck? And it made me laugh <laughs> for ages. <laughs> like, yeah, he has to get the words, the chase into every episode. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Now, I still think it would be brilliant if he was himself. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally by that. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm not sure I could live with that. <laughs> I think I might draw the line there. Like... <laughs> oh, no, that would be brilliant. You know it. Yeah, Bradley Walsh as Bradley Walsh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she could like pick him up after episodes of the chase and stuff, or drop him <laughs> off. <Yeah. laughs> I'm just gonna go film this. Now. It's, 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 it's the crossover you never knew you wanted. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and especially if he then takes it into future seasons of the chase. Yeah, like oh, I've got to go halfway through an episode. He just leaves, and they get someone else in to finish the episode. I mean, didn't he do catchphrase as well? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think so. That was. And no, he wasn't the original catchphrase guy. No, didn't he take over from Stephen, it? Stephen, what's his name, that was originally from Big Brother, I think, then went on to do it. Ah, uh, okay. But what else has he been in apart from Law and Order UK? Uh, Coronation Street. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm not going to knock that. There's a great history of soap yeah, actors in Doctor Who as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, I think they get the schedule more than anything else that Doctor Who has to work to. Definitely. Um, I just think, you know, he, he's got very, very good stage presence. He's got a great skill set as an entertainer. So I, I, yeah. I, I'm totally behind it. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of want to see him doing a bit of kind of Patrick Trout and like flute playing and dancing <laughs> around and that silliness. And that would yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And he can join the ranks of Matt Lucas, Peter Kay, yeah. Catherine Tate. Yeah. You know. Definitely. Cool. Cool. Well, there we go. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I guess just before we go then, uh, it'll be a, a quick convention update on where we are and what's going on. So we've got... Uh, I'm at the Asylum this weekend, doing tech at the venue for the whole weekend. Uh, so come along if you're there. I'll be in the lighting box at the back waving at everyone. Go and buy him beer. Buy me beer. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, well, we've got EGX coming up. Yep, yeah, we should have EGX. That's September. Uh, September. Um, and then we've just been invited to go to the Sci-Fi Weekender in the city. So this is the first even you'll have heard of this one. Yes. That, that's just Surprise! Happened. Yes. Uh, so that's happening in the first weekend of October. Then, of course, there's MCM at the end of October. Uh, yeah. And there's MCM in November as well. Uh, in Birmingham. Birmingham. Yes, indeed. So, yes, we'll so, be yeah. out and about at conventions. So, come and say hey. Yep. Yeah, um, we have Nerd vs. World t shirts. So, if you see them, they're rather fetching. Kevin, we, we, we should be sporting them. Mm-hmm. You, you won't be able to miss us. Come and say hi. 
Indeed. Uh, oh, and, and we've also got a new podcast starting soon as well. Uh, tell me more. The, it's the uh, first I've heard of it. Yeah, Ian, uh, Dr. Squee, who does the Gallifrey Stands podcast, yeah. is doing an episode-by-episode episode rewatch and reaction of Due South. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, I yeah. fucking love that yeah, show. Me too. So he's recorded the first two episodes this weekend, so they will be going up on the site fairly soon. So we have a new <laughs> show joining the network. What's he uh, calling it? Uh, I can't remember. He sent me the link, so uh, I'll put it in the show notes if I can find it. <laughs> I think oh, it's is it due south by southwest. I think something like that. He's called it. I can't remember. I fucking loved that show. That show was awesome. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I still say thank you kindly to most people. Yeah, indeed. And I, I, you know, I love the fact that it's one of the first ever shows to have uh, the Crash Test Dummies on. So they have Superman's song by Crash Test Dummies in the yeah. pilot episode. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be on his show. Well, you, you can be. <laughs> Give him a shout and go and watch an episode yeah. with him. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, that's all for this episode. So... Looking ahead to next episode, we'll have a roundup of Spindle's antics at the asylum. Um, like I mentioned earlier, film reviews for Logan Lucky and uh, Hitman's Bodyguard, uh, reactions to the Game of Thrones finale, how and right see how wrong right we were. We were. <laughs> yeah, Game of Thrones. Um, or how right Rami was and how yeah. fucked everybody else is. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> um, and then it'll be September, so it's time for us to start looking forward to the fall 2017 schedule. Absolutely, yeah, looking at new shows and returning shows. Yeah, next couple of episodes will be, yeah, previewing new and returning shows. So, there you go. That's quite a lot of nerdity for you to get your heads around. Um, Look forward to it. Yay! I thought your picture I thought you'd frozen then. (laughs) We were just sitting looking at you. (laughs) waiting hanging off your every word (laughs) so yeah that's all for this this episode Um, I've been Brendan I've been Spindles I've been Rami and until next time take care and be excellent to each other (laughs) ta-da